Lindsay has been blogging since 2007. She is the founder of West Coast Pinterest Parties and the Utah Fun Things to Do group. She loves to travel with her teardrop camper to hot air balloon festivals and national parks. I'm so excited to finally have you on the podcast. Welcome, Stacey. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yay, I'm so excited. So Stacey and I go way back, you guys. We've known each other for a long time, and we've met through the blogging world. So I'm really excited because today we're going to talk about blogging and just all this fun social media stuff that we both like to geek out about. Yes. So. <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's so fun. I'm excited. <laughs> so how about we hop right in and I'm going to ask you, can you tell us about your blogs? Sure. So I started blogging in 2007, like you said, and I had a stacysplace.com but never really did anything with it. So then I just started a different blog lifestyle. Then I was like, oh, now I want to do crafts. And for some reason, I just want to keep them all separate. Like, I don't know why. So then I also did a travel blog with my husband. And so right now I'm just linking those other various blogs to stacysplace.com and kind of typing other thoughts when I have them. And that's a lot easier to give people than trying to think of, oh, which blog should I tell them about? <laughs> That's awesome. So you have a you have a craft blog, a lifestyle, and a travel blog. Correct. That's really cool. It's so fun. It's busy, but I love it. But you love it. That's awesome. Did so you did start Pinterest parties, which I think they're super cool and I've been to them. We get you DIY things off of Pinterest. Can you tell us a little bit about it and how you started? Okay, so when I moved to Utah, I didn't know a lot of people really, and I was using Pinterest a lot to make things anyways, and then I just had a thought one day, how about we just start making what we're pinning? Because people pin and have boards, but how often do we really go on and make that recipe or make that craft or do that home decor project? And so that's where the idea came from, was just like kind of the motivation is to just start making the things that we're pinning. So I wanted to get other people involved with that, too. And I just thought, oh, Pinterest parties would be fun. Food and crafts from Pinterest every month with a theme. And in the beginning, it didn't start out every month. It was a few times a year around holidays and things like that. But then I wanted to get more serious with it. So for the past couple of years, I've been doing one every month, sometimes twice a month. If I am in, like, California or Utah, like, I just want everyone to be able to come. Ah, oh, that is so cool. I... She is right, because I feel like I, we all pin stuff, but we never really, you know, actually do the things that we're pinning. So this is a great idea, and I hope you never stop. I hope you keep doing that. I know. I hope month. I don't get bored with it, but so far I haven't. So. Yes, that's <laughs> it's awesome. Really cool. And uh, it's cool to see people's creativity when it comes to the food, too. Yes. Because I've seen a lot of... Uh, I can't remember. I think there was a girl that did a succulent cake, right? Yeah, that's right. That was a fun party. Like people got so clever and creative. And I remember you brought those pretzel sticks and they were dipped in the green chocolate I with the co to be I think coconut. It was so cute. <laughs> it fit perfectly. And they were super yummy too. Oh my gosh, you guys. Like I tried it. I used to DIY too. So back in the day when I, one of my blog, many blogs, just like Stacy, I used to have a DIY blog and I think it's fun to go to these Pinterest parties because it kind of sparks that fire again for you to like get DIYing and doing projects again. So it's really fun. Yay, yes. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Yeah, so you have this really awesome, successful group right now named Utah Fun Things to Do. Yes. Tell us a little bit about it because it, it's been really cool watching, you know, every post that you guys do on it and about, I'll let you tell us. Okay. It's really awesome. 
So, yes, I just, I don't know, I sign up for email lists and I just see things and hear about events. And I was only like in the beginning really telling my sister about these things. But she has three little kids, so she can't always go to all the things happening. And then I had a couple coworkers that knew that I always seemed to know stuff to do in Utah. So they would always ask me, what's going on this weekend? And I would usually have stuff going on that I could tell them about that was happening in the community or just events going on in Utah. And then I was like, well, I should just share this with more people because if my sister can't always go and I just have these couple friends, like there's maybe more people out there that aren't hearing about things. And so that's where I just started the Utah Fun Things to Do group where I basically just share everything I get in emails or I see online opportunities to be involved in the community, just various fun events going on around Salt Lake City and also like Southern Utah, some things there too. It's awesome, you guys. And a lot of those events, sometimes they're free. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good free events that happen. And so I love sharing those. And I've been starting to get involved a little more with contacting the organizers of some of the events. If there is tickets um, to be able to get the people in the group, it's a Facebook group, a discount or affiliate link or some kind of code where it saves them a little more. That's awesome. So is this group private or how do we find it? Do we just search for it? Can anyone join? Is there a requirement? Yeah. So if you just do a search on Facebook for Utah Fun Things to Do, it should come up. And then I just have one or two questions. But I know one of the questions is, do you live in Utah? And just answer yes or no. And if it's yes, then I automatically put you in the group. And if it's no, I try to find out. Because there is a few people in Idaho that have requested to join. But they come to Utah every month. And so I figure, okay. I'll let you in the group because I just don't want people getting spammy or putting people in the group that might not be there for good reasons. So I try to screen it a little bit, um, but it seems to be working fine doing it that way so far. That's smart. That's great. I think you guys should all check it out because I've been, because of her in like posting, I've been going and doing all these things that I did not think that I would be doing before. Like recently I went to that. It was like the magic show. Oh, at Gardner dinner. Village. Yeah, at Garden Village. And that was really fun. Oh I my took gosh. my parents. They were my dates. Okay. So, and uh, it was a really cool experience. They had like a five course meal. It was really cool. So, you went through the five course meal, and then at the end, they had the magic show. So, I think oh. that for Gardner Village, that was a really cool good idea for them to do this yeah i had seen that that it was coming as at gardner village and saw something like on the section that they do it in gardner village that it was coming soon and so i'm like oh i'm gonna keep my eye on this and then i ended up like gardner village i think posted about it in their emails so then i just started sharing about it when it actually started happening Yes, I'm glad that you share. And I think it's still going for oh, yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah, I know they have dates in June and I'm, I think July also. Awesome. So, okay, so yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, just one of the examples of like things that she has on the group. Some of our them are free and then some of our paid, you know, just like this event. So it's kind of cool. I Another thing that I have for you, I know you travel literally everywhere. You're oh, always gosh. traveling. West Coast travels, mostly. <laughs> Wherever I can road trip. everywhere. <laughs> but you have this really cool teardrop camper. And, you know, I love following your guys' Insta. Can you tell us a little bit about it? And then, like, maybe what your favorite travel destinations have been so far? Okay. So with the teardrop or just travel destinations in general? With both. Both? Okay. So let's see. We love to go camping. I didn't grow up going camping, and so my husband was super into that. So when we started dating and eventually got married, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really fun. I feel like I've been missing out. 
And so we do a lot of outdoorsy stuff. We're not great hikers, but we love just getting out and doing some easy trails or going into a slot canyon for a few miles and then coming back out and just getting pictures and seeing nature and just being outside is just, I don't know, so invigorating, I feel like. So yeah, the teardrop camper we bought in New Mexico, my husband found it on Craigslist. And so we drove down to go get it, decided we liked it. And then we drove it back up to Salt Lake and we camped with it for quite a while. And then the weather started to kind of wear on it because it was just wood that was varnished and we didn't really realized that we needed to maintain it I guess so then it sat for a while we got really busy with school and work and so we weren't camping and going out quite as much so it sat for a bit but then this past February I'm like I really want to rebuild it there's a teardrop camper meetup in Lake Paris in California and I was like we have to have it ready to go because I really want to go to this and so we tore it all down to the bare bones and then reused what we could. But then we also spent some money to rebuy the wood and different things. We added a second door, which is so much ha- more handier than one door. So cool. And, yeah, it's been nice to just, like, kind of customize it how we want and, I don't know, just take it out and enjoy camping with it again. Oh, my gosh. That is so awesome. That's really fun. And then have you what's like the craziest place maybe that you've traveled to with your camper with the teardrop Hmm. one time i had a bunch of relatives from like iowa and georgia come out to reno nevada and tony and i were like we're gonna go meet up with them and we're gonna take the teardrop and usually he researches like blm land or someplace that we can just go park it so the place he had researched and got coordinates for when we got partway there was so such a weird place it was like (laughs) big piles of rocks like it was kind of like a construction yard and there was like random cows different places and it didn't smell good and I'm like (laughs) we cannot stay in this place like it's too weird and too creepy and it doesn't it's not what we thought it would be so we ended up going to like a truck stop for the night and just pulling our car our little camper behind us and camping there and then driving the rest of the way to Reno interesting so yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was stressful but now I think think about that time and just laugh because it was such an adventure (laughs) it's a good memory to have (laughs) yeah now it is (laughs) that's awesome and with I know you guys also travel to a lot of hot air balloon festivals so how did you become interested in that because I think it's really cool I love seeing all your pictures that you take about the hot air balloons um, was that kind of hand in hand with the teardrop camper? Were you guys just camping and then you just happened to go to a hot air balloon festival and fall in love hmm. or what happened? I think like when I was a kid, we had hot air balloons flying over our house and they would get close enough where we could see the people in the basket and we'd wave at them and it was so exciting. Wow. And then when I got older, I, I don't know, somehow I heard about hot air balloon festivals. And so we ended up getting engaged at a hot air balloon <gasps> festival in Salina, oh Utah. Goodness. And then we just, we met different pilots and then we just start crewing for them. So the one we crew for the most lives in Arizona. So most of the events she goes to, we try to meet up with her at and help her with her balloon. We've helped her in Albuquerque and in Arizona and Southern Utah quite a bit. And then we know a lot of California pilots. And so we help them in Nevada, California, like just wherever they kind of go. If our Arizona pilot's not there, we're usually crewing for a California pilot. Oh, my gosh. How cool is that? It's so fun. Can you explain to our listeners what crewing means? Okay, yeah. So basically it means helping set up the hot air balloon and getting it ready to fly. So getting the basket out of the trailer, laying the balloon fabric out, and then holding the mouth of the balloon open while the air from the fans goes in there. And then the flame, when that part happens, like helping the balloon just stand upright. 
And then once the balloon's up in the air, we help be the chase crew. So we get in a vehicle, ours or we ride with other people, and we just kind of follow the balloon so that we're close by when the balloon's ready to come down. And so we can help just take it all down. Oh, my gosh. What pack a it cool, up. That's like an adventure right oh, there yeah. for sure. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you ever get scared or do you oh, go up some... a lot or not really? Do you just kind of do the crew where you follow them? Sometimes it depends on the festival. They usually have to take their sponsors up first, but then after they do that, they can take up whoever they want. So they can take up crew, or if there's people they've met at the festival that might want to ride, they can never promise a ride to anybody, really, because it's all dependent on the weather. Oh. And so if the weather changes, and then you're, like, letting people down. So, But I have gotten a few rides, especially, like, with our Arizona pilot, and then some of the times the California pilots who've been up with them a time or two. And it's really cool. Like, seeing the view from the air is so fun. Oh. It's been scary like I don't know a little scary sometimes trying to land um but that's only been I was only terrified maybe one time where we were like getting to the edge of an area in Page Arizona like the end of a neighborhood and after that the whole just piece of land drops down into like a different totally area and the pilot that we were with didn't want to go that way so she was trying to land before the street ended and we almost didn't make it like and there was pilots out past that the streets like out in that area but she didn't want to go out there so yeah it was a little scary but survived and it was really fun that is so crazy. So I've been on one at once, and it was oh. out in Park City. Oh, yeah. And the feeling that I had, it was almost like, I, I don't know if you felt the same way, but almost like you were going on an elevator ride, going up and down, like slowly up and down. Yeah, That's the feeling it's I had. It's so smooth. Feeling. Like there's yeah. no bumps in the uh, air, really. So <laughs> Yeah, it was just, and then like the the pilot was telling us, oh, we're being held by this tiny little string, and that's what maybe, maybe made me scared and like freaked out about oh it gosh i was like what yeah what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah it helps to i guess understand how the balloons all put together and like when you crew you get to see how everything fits together and so then if you get a ride you're i feel like i'm a lot more confident because i know how everything works gotcha. so it's it's helpful oh okay maybe i'll go again you should definitely been, come out again <laughs> that oh. was it for me i got it off my bucket oh. list. I was like i crossed it off and you taught us so many festivals like a lot in southern utah but a lot happened up like in the salt lake area too there was a balloon i was following for a while i'm not sure if they're still flying but they are based i think in murray oh, or salt lake okay. area and so they will fly often when the weather's good that's awesome so do is there like a website or a map or something somewhere that shows you like Here's where all the balloons are when they're flying or no, you just kind of have to follow them on social media. Oh, let's see. I feel like there's a hot air balloon website. I think I just Google, it might be hotairballoons.com and it lists them all per state, per country because it happens outside of the U.S. as well. Oh, and that's really cool. they, yeah, this all over. And so then from that website, I usually try to Google it and find the website or a Facebook page to make sure the event is still a live event and not just something on there that's old. And then we go from there. Oh, okay. That's really cool. I like that. And you probably have written lots of blog posts about this too, right? On your blog? Yes. Our travel blog has quite a few posts of different adventures we've had with the hot air balloons in California and Utah. We've done some in Idaho. And then we've been to Albuquerque, the big festival there, two or three times now. Awesome. Okay. We'll have to... We'll definitely have to check it out. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. So along with that, you also go to a lot of blogging conferences. Oh I <laughs> love hearing about them. I feel like you always come to me and you tell me all these cool experiences that you've had. 
tell us a little bit about it. Maybe tell us what your favorite blog conferences are right now. Hmm. Let's see. This year, I feel like I've done a, well, I guess Alt Summit was a new one for me that I'd never been to before, but they accepted me as a volunteer. A lot of times I try to apply to volunteer just because it saves money, and then I get kind of the best of both worlds. I get to work with people behind the scenes, and then I also get to attend classes and network and visit with sponsors or brands that are there. So I've done Snap Conference for three or four years now, and then there is Craftcation in Ventura, which I found out about a year or two ago. That one is amazing. I get to do so many new crafts there that I never have tried before, and they have really good classes too. It's like a whole different set of people that go like I thought I knew everybody in the blogging world and crafting with being in Utah but California has so many people too and they also people come in from other areas for that conference in Ventura so it's definitely worth going to I would I'm gonna go again next year hopefully awesome okay that's really cool yeah that's fun I I love blogging conferences like you said I think it's fun to like network and yes and things are always changing with social media so it's good to know about the latest affiliate practices like for working with brands or how to grow your Instagram or making money with Instagram or Facebook and there's just always tips and tricks that people have and when they share that it's very beneficial especially when you apply it Awesome. And I feel like you get to meet a lot of other blogging people that you become friends with. Yes. So that's. Yeah. It's fun to check out their blogs and network with them. And then when you see them again at the conferences the next year, you kind of have like that friendship already there because you've been following them all year. Even if you don't live close to each other, you have met them once. And then when you see them the next year, it's like you pick up where you left off. Yes, that's definitely fun. I I miss going to blogging conferences. I need to. Start I've missed going you at again. conferences I know. too. <laughs> I need to start time to change again. that. We do need to change that. Maybe now I have more time, and maybe I'll start going. Yes, make it a goal for twenty twenty. <laughs> there you go. My goal for twenty twenty is to go to conferences more often. Woo-hoo, yes, <laughs> that's awesome. So you talked about DIY projects. Um, is there maybe a favorite DIY project that kind of pops in your head right now? Let's see. I really love using my Cricut machine. Like whether I'm cutting vinyl or cardstock or chipboard or the balsa wood stuff, like it's always fun to just experiment with different materials and make things I see on Pinterest or that I just come up with myself. And then let's see, I've been getting into the polymer clay a little bit and like the uh, resin type of crafts too. I bought some stuff for that. And it's really fun because each Pinterest party has a different theme and I look for different crafts and sometimes I've never tried the craft yet, but I'll get the stuff to do it so everyone can make it and then I'll kind of go through it myself first to make sure it's going to turn out. And yeah, it's been good so far. So we've done like the nail string art stuff a bit and we've done stuff with mason jar crafts. There's just like so many things out there and so many supplies that you can get for cheap or for free. And so really like the out-of-pocket cost doesn't isn't too much. And then I try to also work with sponsors to see if they'll send me things in exchange for blog posts and things like that. So that helps. Okay, that's awesome. And then you post your crafts on your blog as well, right? Yes. My Night Owl Creates blog, um, I always post the crafts on there. And then every Pinterest party has its own post with links to Pinterest for the food that we ate and the crafts that we made. Awesome. Okay, I love that. So there you go. You guys can go get inspired and... Look at her DIY projects and maybe if you've been afraid of trying something. Because I feel like a lot of the Pinterest parties that I've gone to at first, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. This might be too hard for me. But I feel like you always pick projects that are 
very um they're easy but they're also super cool they're not like oh thank you, you know, i mean they're not like super simple but they're awesome so yes yeah i don't want people to come and feel like they've wasted their time and i want them to be able to kind of learn something new or just like use a skill that they already have and it's fun to see how everyone's projects turn out like it's the same project but they all are a little bit different and unique yes i love that I know you're a big foodie because you always, I always come to you like if I have a place that I want to try or you tell me about it, you're always like, oh, have you tried this place yet? Oh Let's my go gosh. try it. So tell me, is there a favorite place right now on your head here in Utah that Ooh. we all should go check it out? Maybe a dessert one or like a restaurant or whatever comes to mind that our listeners should go check it out okay let's see so dessert comes to mind first i must have a sweet tooth tonight but last course i know they have a few locations in let's see orem and draper and i think farmington they have the coolest desserts like strawberry nachos and then that chocolate ball that you pour the hot liquid caramel stuff on and then the ball like breaks apart and there's a fun stuff inside to eat oh how cool is that and it makes for good instagram pictures too or boomerangs or something so yeah so that dessert place is definitely one of my favorites and then let's see i really like going to who hot and sandy the mongolian grill and charlie chow's downtown oh my gosh that's another mongolian grill that's really good and let's see i mean i feel like i have favorite foods in every category like indian (laughs) hawaiian like italian just everywhere and i mean you can never go wrong with in and out i'm so glad that's here in utah i'm a big fan not everybody is but if you and I are, that's enough, right? Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> and I was awesome. Yay. And I think I went with you to that Mongolia place, right? Is I, that where yes. we went together where we pick our up our meals, right? And then we and they cook the it on the grill. Right there? Yes. <sighs> and that there's place was awesome. Yes. The, it's so fun to watch them make the food. And sometimes they get fancy and we'll do like the flame a little higher or something. Yes. But there's also a place I just remembered called Yeah Hot Pot and Grill in West Jordan. Oh my gosh, like you have a pot inside your table and it's un, it's filled with broth and you that's free. Like you can get as much as broth as you want and then you go pay 2 to 5 dollars for different things, meats, veggies that you put in that broth to make soup and you cook it at your table. Oh, and it's wow. so fun. And I feel like it's pretty affordable. Like I think when I go eat with a friend we spend $20 and I'm like that's $10 each. That's not bad. And that's we get full. Bad. Like we get all the soup we want and you can customize it and cook the meats at the table too put them in the soup if you want or just eat them on the side it is fun okay i'll have to check i'll have to have that on our show notes too because that's i've never heard of that place that's really interesting yeah i don't even know how i found it sometimes i look on yelp for ideas other times i see things on instagram or facebook or i just drive and i'm like oh that place is new i really want to go there Uh, i love that about her because seriously like you always give me ideas (laughs) oh good i'm always (laughs) like okay what's the next hit place or like yummy place and then you're like i got you let me show you all these <laughs> yes because i think we ate at zulu grill in oh, that, that place in lehigh oh yeah. my that was so fun and i really want to go again yeah but. it's like an african yeah style, african type right? of food yeah because i believe alex boy has actually eaten there finally Ooh. and he was a fan was he like yes this yes is it? Okay. yeah that's what i saw on social media so oh, okay. it must be true it's right approved. <laughs> it's so approved. we must you guys must go there too because it's a really cool place <laughs> yeah and some places i try once i'm like that's good but then other times i'm like oh i want to go there again so and that place is one i would definitely go back to oh me too that was really yummy yeah and it felt kind of healthy too i mean yeah, not like i think so I too think greasy healthy, or yeah. anything so yeah yeah okay we have all these yummy ideas now i'm hungry i know let's go to dinner <laughs> let's go to dinner <laughs> that's 
That's awesome. So moving away from foodie things, can you tell me what is the best advice that you've ever received as a blogger? Ooh, let's see. I oh, I heard something today actually at the Everything Food Conference that I just love, and it kind of runs into something I saw yesterday on Facebook in one of the blogger groups, and someone was told that they're never going to make it blogging, they should just quit. And today they um, talked about at the conference about how everybody has a voice, everyone has a niche and an audience, and it's just so unique, and people need to remember that and just don't give up on their blogging and what they want to share with the world um, because there's always a place for everybody, I feel like, in the blogging and social media world. I love that. That's such a good message and advice because I feel like a lot of people, they'll they'll start something, so like blog, for example, and then they'll give up a little bit because they feel like it's saturated and there's so many people doing it. Yeah. So I feel like right now, maybe it's the whole Instagram. I feel like a lot of bloggers are kind of like, whoa, I'm not used to this world. Instagram is kind of used to being an influencer. I'm used to being a blogger. Do you ever feel those pressures between the two? Um, sometimes, yeah, especially when I see like people with less followers than me, so talking about Instagram, getting tons of likes. I'm like, I have over 3,000 followers on Instagram. How come my photos only get 50 likes or less? Like, Maybe I'll do a fashion post that gets 100, but that's a stretch And because I'm not really a fashion blogger. It's always hashtag not a fashion blogger <laughs> when I post those Sunday-style pictures, I <laughs> but I just... I don't know. I just have to put it back into perspective and not compare myself to those people. Like maybe they're young kids and they just have a lot of people from school following them or who knows. I mean, there's also people that have bought followers, which I think that has been something that brands have overlooked or haven't been aware of. And so trying to let them know that micro influencers are just as important and have a good reach as well is beneficial. And I think brands are starting to realize about that whole scene. Oh, that for whole sure. Part so of it. I don't know if you've read, if you think the Facebook was on live yesterday, maybe or a couple of days ago, where they talked about how they're gonna hide, they're gonna start testing this out. They're gonna hide the likes. Oh gosh. On Instagram. Yes. And I'm so excited about that because I feel like it's gonna leave us more time to be creative. Yeah. And not have to focus on you know the algorithm because that's where I'm at too. I'm I'm getting so frustrated with Instagram right now where I'm like I don't even want to post. Right. I just want to focus on my blog and. That's actually what I've been doing. I've been focusing on my blog lately and, you know, kind of went back to my roots. Good. Yes. Yeah, so. And I hear a lot, like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like, especially uh, when Instagram and Facebook went down somewhat oh, yeah. recently, like for a day. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. if you, It's like if you don't have an email list, like you've lost all those people that were following you. If it never yeah. came back up, like, what would you do? So I think it's important just to kind of multitask. I know there's tons of platforms out there, but you have to just kind of pick what works for you and then go from there and just don't do everything on, in one place. Right. I think that that's the thing. So don't be afraid to only like focus on one. Do others. Yes. And that's, you know, that's what part of being like an, an entrepreneur, I guess. I don't know. Like we do. I feel like bloggers have so many hats. They do so many things. And oh, gosh. And people sometimes are like, what yes. do you do? Why are you doing so many projects at once? And you're like, I'm a blogger. This is what I've known. <laughs> yeah, there's so many facets to it. And I don't think everyone realizes how much work it takes behind the scenes oh to get gosh. a blog post done or yeah. a post up on Instagram. But I'm torn on the likes thing. I think it will be good. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to it. I hope Instagram doesn't die because of it. I hope it doesn't either. I really hope that it gives us all kind of like the same 
would just say this, like the same advantage across the board, especially when working with brands. So I feel like yeah. maybe they'll kind of look at your creative self now. They'll be like, okay, you're focused more on creating that content and working on that photo better instead of the numbers, the numbers. And yeah. The, you know, the, I mean, I'm sure engagement is still going to play a big part of it when it comes to working with a brand, but I oh, feel yeah. like they're still going to look at your content and from my perspective, I feel like it's good to have a blog because then you can be like, even though I'm posting on Instagram, here's the link to a post that I did about this specific photo on my blog and you can link more things. Yeah. Talk about more things, maybe and link the brands too. So yeah, I feel like there's a lot more flexibility with the blog. Like you only have so much, I don't know, on Instagram, people don't want to read really long captions, I feel like, and they don't have time. They want to scroll and see what the next picture is. So a blog is a great place to be able to kind of put all that information if people want to learn more about a craft a recipe an outfit like whatever you want to share you can have everything on your blog yes so if you are a blogger don't give up just keep doing what you're doing keep doing it yes (laughs) just keep doing so speaking of is there do you have then maybe a favorite social media app right now hmm let's see I feel like the followers app for Instagram has been helpful because people want to play that follow unfollow game. And if you do that to me, I'm just going to unblock like or block you. I'm not going to follow you or like your stuff anymore. Like I want to be able to exchange likes and comments. And I know, I mean, I follow a lot of people, so I can't see everybody's stuff. But if people are just going to follow me to unfollow me, that's not cool. So the followers app has been a good way. I think it was $10 for the year, which is really affordable. And you can access all their stats and who's seen your stuff, who's not looking at it. And it's just really helpful for knowing better what you can be doing on Instagram and how to utilize it. That's good to know. That's, um, I do like that app, too, because that's what I use as well. Especially oh, good. Now, yeah. I feel like so many people are doing the follow and follow game. But the cool thing, like you said, is a lot of us are catching on to it. Mm-hmm. So we know. Right. Yeah. yeah. So this is good. Yeah. I mean, I've stopped entering those roundup giveaways kind of because I end up following a lot of people that don't really fit with what I want to be seeing. And so I don't want to unfollow somebody just because I want to enter their contest and follow them for that period of time. So, yeah, I've kind of strayed away from that and just try to be more focused on the niches that I'm in and getting people to follow back. Yes, that's a good thing. Speaking of giveaways, though, do you feel like that has helped? In a way, with your blog, Instagram, or anything like that? Or do you just feel like maybe they're not all cracked up? You know, all that's cracked up to be. Yeah, so me running them myself. Uh-huh. I haven't done a whole lot, but I f- uh, the last one I did, I feel like maybe I should have given it a little more time because I had some tickets that Dreamscapes at the Gateway Mall gave me to give away. And I was traveling, so I'm like, I don't have... Like, I don't want to forget about this giveaway, but I want to be able to pick the winner. And so I, I only did it for 24 hours, and I don't feel like a lot of people maybe got the chance to enter that could have. Uh, so, gotcha. But I see quick turnarounds that people do, like 24 hours to enter, and then we're going to be drawing the winner. So that's what I was trying, but I think for me, I need to give it a few days to let people actually see the post because with the algorithms, people tend to miss stuff. Yeah, because I, yeah, I think you posted on your group, right? I can't remember if I... Yes, it was in, in the Utah Fun Things to Do group. Okay. Yeah, and I tried to pin it to the top but and try to send a few pe- friends that are in the group the link to make sure they saw it and wanted to share it with people. But uh-huh. I only had a handful of entries, and I just I felt kind of bad. I'm like, oh, I should have oh, done this longer, but I didn't want to change it once it had already started. So, right. yeah, I'll do things a little differently next time, I think. There you go. That's the cool thing, too. We try things, and if it doesn't work, we change our the way we did it 
That's awesome. Just have a few more questions for you. So we talked a little bit about your travel and your blog, but now, as you know, I'm into bucket lists and I like completing things on it, and I'm sure you have one. So can you tell me about your bucket list and maybe just a few things about it okay. on it so we can... Hmm, let's see. So actually, I started a places to go per state spreadsheet. And so California is very long. It's like the longest list. And Utah has is probably second as in places that I want to go. So it's places to go or places to eat at. And so it's fun, though, because if I travel to different places, then I always have stuff to pick from that I want to do. And there's no time to be bored or wonder what should we do next. But as for, so that's kind of like a bucket list thing just to work through. But for bigger things, I would love to go to Australia someday. Cockatiels fly free there. And I have four of them. So it would be fun to just go see them in the wild. And the accent is just so hot, I think. So that would be fun. (laughs) And then we really want to go to Banff, Canada. Um, I hear it's beautiful. I've seen pictures. I've had friends that have gone. And it's been on our list to go to for quite a while. Probably since we got married. So like eight. 10 years so okay that's awesome so I guess bucket list things are travel related for me I love that I think that's a really smart idea I might have to do that places treat in Utah because oh yeah I've been working on something similar in my blog kind of more of a directory of like places that we've eaten at and kind of telling people a little bit about it but I love that idea of actually having like a list yeah the whole state and then when I actually like go somewhere or eat somewhere, I will highlight it or do some bold or italic, depending what has been done there. And so I know uh-huh. that, okay, I've done that. Move on to the next thing on the list just to try to get through it, but then also have good content for blog posts and just cool life experiences. Yes, I think that's amazing. One thing that I love about Stacy is that she's always up to do whatever. Like, oh, if gosh. you want to go do something, <laughs> she's like, yes, are you busy? I'm here. Let's go on this adventure or let's go try something new. I love that. I think that's oh, how we should all live. It's so fun. I just don't I just don't want to feel like I have never never have anything to do. And I feel like that. I'm never bored. I always have either uh-huh. stuff with blogging or stuff with travel or friends or crafts like I have just tons of interests, maybe too many, but I just like to do all of the it. things or You're try so to. Busy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're always busy. That's awesome. So we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, I'm going to test your knowledge on Utah, and we'll see oh, goody. what you know. Okay. <laughs> so we'll be right back, guys. And we're back. Okay, so I'm going to test your knowledge on all things Utah. I'm going to start with an easy one just to kind of get you going. Okay. What is Utah's nickname? The Beehive State, I believe. Yes. Yes. Good job. That's a pretty easy one. I just wanted to kind of get that one out there to see if you knew. Sometimes on the spot questions, I just, (laughs) my brain freezes up. But kind of hard. Okay, pass that one. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so what is the state flower of Utah? Ooh, is it the lily, seagull lily? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That is it. Okay. Good job. So you're doing good. We're two so far. So... Okay, so what is the state animal of Utah? The animal. Oh, I wish it was an owl because I love owls <laughs> or cockatiels. Um, oh. Let me see. I want to say like a bumblebee because it's the beehive state, but I don't think that's right. Oh, my gosh. That would be a good guess. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually the Rocky Mountain elk. Really? Yeah. It's not random. Oh, but that is. everywhere. 
Huh. So. I, my other thought would be it'd be a seagull. Because there's Which lots is our of seagulls. Bird. Oh, yeah. okay. So oh, the well. seagulls are Hopefully bird. I didn't spoil that answer to that uh, question. It's good, it's good. Um, so the last one is, what is the Utah State fruit? Fruit? Ooh. Let's see. Maybe I will say some kind of apple. Ooh. There's a lot of fruit orchards, and I feel like right. a lot of them have apples. But Close one. It's actually the cherry. And I almost said cherries because I love cherries. But right? I was like, there's no way. That's too random. <laughs> oh, I should have said that Dang one. Dang it. You would have been, okay, I'm going to ask you one more. What is the Utah State mineral? Oh, I feel like I knew this or know it somehow. Oh, a geode? Is that a mineral? I think so. It is, but no. <laughs> Darn it. Because I know there's like a geode bed out somewhere uh-huh. that seems so cool. I haven't been to it yet, I but oh my really gosh, cool. it seems like an adventure. I've seen photos of it, yeah. Yeah. It is actually the copper. Oh. Because we have like the Kennecott. copper mine. And, yeah, Dang it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that makes good. so much sense now <laughs> that I know the answer. There you go. You did pretty good, though. Okay. That wasn't bad. So that was, what, four out of five? Oh. Out. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay, so the last question is just more of a preference thing. Um, are you a fry sauce fan? Oh, my gosh, yes. yes. I went to Dairy Queen, and they were like, do you want fry sauce with that $5 meal box? And I was like, of course. You're like, so, it's part of it. So is yeah. there... A place, maybe a restaurant that has like the best fry sauce you've ever had. So oh far gosh, I feel like the training table had really good fry sauce, but are they around anymore? I think the, they're done. The I one I went to, I, it's not there anymore. Yeah, so. it's on State Street. Huh? Yeah, no, it's gone. Yeah. Oh no! So if there's no more anywhere, I mean, I felt like they had really good fry sauce. Other than that, no, nobody stands out to me. Oh, man. Oh, shoot. I need yeah. to go try some more fry sauces. I mean, me too. Dairy Queen wasn't bad, but it was like prepackaged in a thing. So uh, I don't okay. know. One of my guests said that she liked the fry sauce from Sonic. So Oh, I yes. I have I had theirs before. I needed to revisit that yeah, place I and know. try I it. I told her not to. I'm like, maybe I need to revisit because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where we should go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm like hungry right now, so all that sounds yummy. Oh gosh, I know all the places. <laughs> Rice sauce, yay! Yum, <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so last, I, if you don't mind, just sharing a little message with us, um, and then if you don't mind sharing all your socials, so we can follow you and stalk you and support you. Okay, so yeah, I guess I just want to kind of repeat what I said earlier about don't just don't compare yourself to other bloggers if you're a blogger or social media influencer. Everybody has their place and you have your own spin that you can put on things that no one else is going to do because you have your own ideas, your own creative mind. So whether it's crafts or travel or parenting, like there's a whole bunch of different niches of blogs out there. Just don't give up. Like just keep at it. You'll have your people that will follow and just become the expert. Be the best at what you do so that people come to you for your advice and thoughts and the things that you want to share. So I think that's pretty good. And then, so my social, so Facebook, look up Utah Fun Things to Do. It's a Facebook group, and just say you live in Utah, and I will approve your request. And then you're welcome to share things in the group that you hear about. I don't want to be the only one posting, but right now I am the person that kind of posts the most. Um, But I do have a few other people that will share things randomly. And then, so the blogs, you can go to stacysplace.com. And that links you to my craft and travel blogs. So you can get lots of ideas there of things I've been up to and places 
to go, things to do, crafts, and what's been happening with Pinterest parties. And if you want to follow me on social, I'm Stacy's Place on Instagram, Stacy underscore Place on Twitter, and Stacy underscore Place on Pinterest. It's always fun hanging out with you. I feel like we oh, gosh, have the thanks. best time every time you're in town. I know. I love, I love when we get together. Me too. And I love that you always make the effort to fit me into your schedule. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> like, I got to fit you in, in there. So thank you for that. Oh, yeah. It's always so much fun. I love hanging out with friends. And so when I come, I just want to stay for as long as I can and try to see everybody that I can. I know everyone's busy and has stuff going on, too. But when people make time to see me like that, just feels so good. Yay, please move back. I know, I know. <laughs> we need you back in Utah. <laughs> right, definitely. That's awesome. Somewhere, even if it's St. George, then right. the drive is like cut in half. It's not too bad, yeah. Yeah, it's doable. Just move back. <laughs> I'll tell Tony. Tell Tony. Work right on now. it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for stopping by the studio, Stacey. Yes, It was so thank much you. fun. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.